Sorry, man, you can still say it. You can still say that shit, man. No, no, only once, a, once an episode. Regardless, if you say it, Red still needs to go on the podcast. So, I mean, cheers, sir. Cheers, sir. Cheers, sir. Robbie finding all the lit songs to play at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that got me jamming out here. People looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, bro, at least you got headphones in, so. Yeah. You the Yo, if you ain't had the headphones in and you was just bobbing like that, dude, be like, yeah. what the hell? Hey, not, not one granola bar today. Crazy man. Crazy man. Oh, I saw them all. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocking and the brew. Well, that be the few. And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. How are you, fellas? What is going on, everyone? Hi. <laughs> it is episode. 88, and it is volume 20 of our social distance series. 20 plus. 20 plus. <laughs> is, is, it, is it 20 plus or is it just 20? Well, we've been doing, is COVID been out for six months? I don't know. <laughs> COVID. It's, it's yeah, like it was a record. <laughs> uh, how you doing? Yeah, COVID dropped this mixtape back in March. <laughs> and that thing been rocking hard all summer. I'm sorry, it's volume 21 of our social distance series. Oh, it's volume 21. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so that means we do have a special guest today, and today we have Ryan Daniels oh, yeah. of All Good Craft yes, yes. Granola and Bars. Uh, welcome, Bars good. Today. Welcome, Brian. Welcome. Give you a welcome. Round of applause. Round of applause. Thank you. Brian is on location. That's right. On location, slinging them bars. <laughs> yo, that sound Rob made it sound yo, like yo. Yo, yo, Rob made it sound, sound like ugh. Drop 16 right now. Drop 16 in the bar. <laughs> hey, he said it. I didn't say it. Man, uh, you know what I do? I'm sleeping in bars. Yeah, I do what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> he did fan them bars out. Yeah. <laughs> but he is, he is on location doing his thing so we uh walk we i'm um, glad he can join us to talk about more about the bars but before we do that sure. i always need to know what are we drinking today fellas uh so brian we'll start with you what are you dr- drinking on today yeah so i'm out here um at this farmer's market at a place called farmhouse brewing um back bay farmhouse brewing in virginia beach so i got the back bay a little bit left here this is the uh, iris dry stout uh finishing this up and then i'll i'll see what's up with the uh double ipa in there okay there you go 
right. Based out of uh, Virginia as well, or where is it? Where is it from? Yep, that's our Virginia Beach Brewery. Okay. <laughs> that's even at the farmers market. That's at the brewery. Right. Oh, I didn't know what you were saying. He was drinking that beer from there. I thought he was. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's from there. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, yo, what what you thought I just bought it myself? Yeah, bring, bring beers yeah, over? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, what you drinking on today? Who, me? Yeah, you. I'm drinking on the, um, the Big Oysters uh, Survivor's IPA right there. You know, everybody already knows about the Survivor IPA. Yeah. Because uh, we, talk, we talk about it so much. Um, whether it's a post or it's a whatever, right. but this is from <laughs> this is from Big Oyster out of uh, out of uh, Lewis, Delaware. So y'all know about the survivors IPA. I'm not going to sit up here and talk about it because y'all already know we talked about it several times. <laughs> but it's delicious. It's good. It's a light IPA, mm-hmm. and so I would say you know something for everybody. All right, uh, Devin, what you drinking? Dev is drinking um, on a IPA called uh, State of the Art Series. This is the uh, ale brewed uh, by the uh, Industrial Brewing Company in uh, Garnerville. Um, let's see, where is the ABV on this joint? I should have uh, had that. Let's see. It is not listed. Okay. All right, that's fine. But it has the ABV, you know that much. I'm about to say, if I had to, yeah, say, if I had to guess the ABV of this, I would say it's probably between maybe like a, a high six or seven, just by you know, kind of my palate and my and my taste um, in IPAs. But it's no, he gets an ABV. Oh, I'm good at it. Good at it. <laughs> I think probably like four. <laughs> probably. That goes to them gozers and them, uh, them, them, them slushies. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, it's a definitely definitely a good good pour. Uh, yeah. right. It looks nice, Dad. Yeah. Lou, what you drinking on? I have uh, here Synopsis Blackberry. Oh, there we go. It's from uh, Area 2 Experimental Brewing. It's a 6.4% alcohol by volume. It's a wild sour ale uh, brewed with blackberries. Uh, like I said, synopsis, blackberries in a pint can. Uh, they are out of Stratford, Connecticut, and this is the pour. It's very, very purple, deep okay. purple. Is it sweet? It's sweet. It's not sour at all. It's just sweet. Oh, it's cool. it like it. yeah. Purple haze. Yep. Purple Ask me another. It's pretty good. <laughs> Hey Rob G. Right. Yeah. What are you drinking today, sir? I'm glad you asked, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I am also this drinking is a copycat. the big oyster brewery survivors <laughs> IPA. Uh, supporting the Trauma Survivors Foundation is a 4.5% ABV and it does support the Trauma, Survi- Tra- Trauma Survivors Foundation and uh, uh, and, all their, and all their programs, I think scholarships and uh, food programs. Uh, so check them out. Shout out to Dennis uh, and his work with the uh, organization. Um, it's, it definitely is light. It's a nice, almost like a session IPA, but it's nice and light, uh, refreshing, like like Yo said. And it's uh, it's uh, definitely crushable. Uh, you can drink all the time. Yeah. So uh, if you are in the area, uh, definitely grab you one uh, in the area, meaning uh, Delaware and PA. Uh, grab you one. Um, all right. Well, it sounds like everybody got a good 
beautiful. We want to do. We want to jump into this interview with Brian. So, uh, without further ado, uh, we're gonna give the floor to uh, Brian and all good crap granola and bars. Yeah. How are you, sir? Awesome. I appreciate it. So yeah, I um, my name is Brian. Uh, I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, I am a home brewer. Me and my buddy started brewing beer uh, about three years ago. Uh, he had a little space le- next door to his his dad's muffler shop that was, you know, unoccupied for years. And his pops was like, yeah, you guys can do what you want in there just as long as you clean it out first. So we cleaned it out, started making beer in there. And uh, one of the things that happened in that process was um, the grains left over. The spent grain always smelled so good to me. And the whole brewing process smelled so good to me. I just uh, felt so bad about throwing those grains away at the end of the day. So I was trying to figure out what can I do with those grains. Um so I started playing around, uh, started making granola bars out of it, um, making different flavors and recipes and stuff like that, and started selling them to my coworkers at work. Um, and then I eventually left that job in April of last year, and it wasn't to make granola bars. It was, you know, just one of those things where um, I've been in the corporate world forever in IT, essentially, uh, for about 17 years, and I was pretty much just not happy with the, with the cubicle life. Yeah, so what is? I hold on, Brian. Like I'm sorry. I'm April. sorry, Brian. Brian, we I gotta stop you for a second. Yeah. I'm sorry, Brian. We, you're like the fourth. No, is it the fourth guy? At yeah, least about the fourth. That at has the fourth. IT background. That's a home brewer that has is in the beer field. Like, what what is it about y'all that that y'all love IT at the beginning? Then you start drinking beer, yeah. and you say, "Fuck this IT shit! I'm I'm brewing this beer." Like Man. it's a like you're the first person we've had to act, actually ask because it seems like a bigger coincidence than yeah, than normal. Crazy. Like I feel right. like we found a, a key to something. Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> like I, if, I if you need that. a brewer, yeah, go to the IT sense, department. Man. How does it yeah, make sense exactly. though? Tell, me, tell us how. Yeah, how does it make sense? Yeah. What is IT stressful or something like? I mean, hell yeah, it's stressful. It you know, it, well, it's it, it, it's stressful. It's um, it's a case where a lot of people from a lot of different areas come to you. So regardless of what they have got, they have going on in their lives or whatever, they assume you can fix their problem. Right. So okay, yeah. it gets to it gets to a point where um, I was right. dependent on so much from so many different areas. Uh, where it was like, you know, if I'm this valuable to everybody, how valuable am I to myself? Like, right. okay. you know, the company, the company's willing to pay me this much. Everybody needs these things from me, but it's like, you know, if I tap into my own self or my, you know, from my own company, my own business, you know, how valuable could I possibly be? So, um, that's when I left, you know, uh, last year and, um, and that's probably what happens with a lot of IT guys is like, they're used they're problem solvers for one. Um, mm-hmm. they like the challenge of, of trying to fix things. And that's kind of what goes into beer brewing itself. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the stress of the job, you know, you like to have a little, a brew when you get off work at five 30. So I think it all, Man. all plays a part. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, great. that's so, very um, interesting. Right. And I think some, and some that's IT, a great answer. And some IT is always on call. Like they're on call. So it's like, I like, I know some IT people, I know that they're on call. So they got, yeah. so that could be probably to the stress. Um, so yeah. just continue. Yeah. Sorry, for, after for yeah, yeah, sorry about <laughs> <laughs> No, no, for sure. I'm I'm glad you said that though, because that's that's interesting. The other guy that I know that homebrewed and that my old job was from IT as well. So it's one of those things. Um, that's crazy. So, it's but yeah, no, nah, I um, right. <laughs> but but no, but I didn't um I didn't leave that job to make granola bars. This is kind of a, a side side effect, essentially. Um, I have a background um, 
as a soccer coach and basketball coach for 20 years. I did that right out of college. So uh, I've been coaching, you know, any anywhere from five-year-olds to high schoolers. Um, so I've been doing that on the side when I was working on the side. I also DJed. So I DJed clubs, weddings, events, whatever. So, um, what I did was I got certified as a personal trainer in 2018, started saving my money up, made my plans. And I left that job, um, in April of last year. Um, so it was just basically to start my, my DJ business and my personal training businesses. Um, and that's what I did for a while, but it got to the point where, I kept getting orders for the granola bars um, to the point where I had more orders than I had grain available from my home brewing. Right. Yeah. So I, so I was like, well, who's got, who's got grain? And, you know, we got a dozen breweries in Virginia beach alone. So I figured, let me just go around and ask around. The first guy I went to um, Filipino cat, he was cool as could be. And he was like, yeah, I, you can go back there take what we got and, and, and roll with this. So I got some of my very first, very first time out, got some grain from him. Um, then I started going around to, other breweries here and there and um pretty much everybody said yes except for a couple that had their reasons or whatever but from that point on it was basically working with those guys um so yes yeah, so no that's pretty much what it was man was just basically i was making the bars it got to the point where i had more orders and i had a grain hit up some breweries and they're like yeah we're on board so from that point on it, it became a business and I'm about my boy. Excuse me. I'm about at my one year anniversary now okay. um, of selling them at the farmers markets and things like that. And uh, it's got some retail partners. It's going to be in some coffee shops, breweries. So it's it's popping now. All right. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. And so Brian, let me ask you a question, Brian. Well, um, I remember in the earlier part of your interview, you said that you love the smell of the grain and the leftover grain. Yeah. What gave you the idea and what made gave you the inspiration to do granola bars out of? So, many um, so honestly, um, yeah. So I was I was just trying to find something that I could use or, or uh, to do, and um, so I saw bread. I saw there's a company that makes flour out of it, things like that. And then um, I saw some granola recipes, and I figured, you know, I'm I don't have a culinary background at all. That's definitely not my strong suit. But I figured I could do the bars at least. I do have a question um, for you, Brian. So, uh, since these are spit greens, like, so they're wet when you get these greens? Yeah, so I get them right out of, yeah, as soon as as they're made, I get it. Because if you wait too long, they start getting mold and and smelling funny. So, I get them, I get them, I try to get them fresh out. How often do you do them through farmer's markets? How many farmer's markets do you go to? Are you, is it like a weekend thing? Yeah, every, every weekend, every weekend I'm out here. Okay, cool, cool. That's dope. Being in manufacturing, me, Brian, me being in manufacturing, um, I know a little bit about like kind of leftover product and how manufacturing uh, facilities like take like old plastic. And that's how, like, for example, composite decking came, you know, in the, in, in yep. the company B. And that stuff is sold at like a, a half a penny per pound and like kind of stuff like that. So have you ran into any breweries um, wanting to now – who knows that this is more of a monetary thing that they're now trying to charge you for it, or are they right now still, you know, out of the out of the know, or and just giving you this stuff for free, or are they now trying to also make any monetary gains? From Man, he's doing them a favor. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, right now because they're they're either throwing it away, or at right. best, they'll give it to a farmer 
for animal feed or for compost. Right. Okay. Um, but with, with me, if they, if they give me the grains and I turn them into bars, I sell it to them wholesale price. They sell it retail. Now they're making money off something they were right. throwing away. Yeah. So yeah. Every, everybody yeah. can win. Right. And also, and also, that's a great and, business model, Brian. And also yeah. it gives them a sustainability, they give them a sustainability type of, uh, they can put, Hey, we Gone are sustainable. Green. Brewing. Green. Brewing. Yeah. We work yeah. on the water. Yeah. Like it just goes into a landfill. Like, and there's so many other things that can be done with the leftover. That that's great, right? Yeah, well, I yeah, think the majority is. do give the give it to the uh, well. They try to give it to Our the farmers and see, but yeah. but repurposing it for something that right. they can also go back and uh, uh, double profit on. Get it. Yes. Money. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. that double bubble money. Yeah, that's a good. Well, that's uh, a business yeah. move. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. The brewery. Right, he's the only granola bar in the brewery. He ain't no granola bars. Right, that's, that's true. <laughs> Yo, and Brian, let me tell you, I ate that Oktoberfest. Oh my god, that thing is crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so that was a, no, that was the last. Uh, that's the last. Yeah, that's the last flavor we made was the Oktoberfest, and I made it last year thinking it was going to be a, a seasonal thing, but the demand nah. for it was so crazy. I had I had to keep making it, and like, and I loved it. Yeah, that thing crazy, boy. I was like, "Ooh, that thing delicious." When, when Rob gave it to me, I thought it was going to be a hard, like a hard uh, granola bar. And uh, then when I felt, when I yeah. felt it, I was like, "Oh, this thing chewy out, but that thing right out." I don't know what I was going to say. He cracked that thing immediately. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's yeah. definitely delicious. Um, but did, it, did he say? Did you say why? What inspired you to make the granola? Granola. I know it was the canola, culinary thing, but were you making granola before you started using um the grains? I'm sorry, I missed the last part. Were you making granola before you started um, home brewing, or were you like, has it been like a like when you were growing up? Oh making- yeah. No, nah, man, I have I have zero zero culinary skills, man. My wife will tell you. Um, um, it was just it was just yeah. It, the granola the granola bars are 100 percent a byproduct of home brewing trying to figure out what to do with the, with the, with the grains. And again, part of that, I think it mentality of problem solving and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, take something and make something useful out of what you got. So that's, that's, right. that's awesome. That is, that is, Man, that is that's crazy. Ryan, are you like, yeah, a, thank um, you. are you like a brewery with your granola bars? And the fact that you, like you said, with the Oktoberfest, you're only going to make it the one time. Do you, do you have right. granola bars come out seasonally? Do you have a granola bar? That's always like, how, how does your flavors work? Yeah, so um, currently every I have five flavors that I basically run with year-round now, um, but I will do uh, one-off uh, projects, essentially. So, uh, for example, this past uh, March, there's a local brewery called Smart Mouth, and they do uh, Saturday morning IPA, which is made with Lucky Charms marshmallows. Mm, cool. um, yeah, so I made a, um, a granola like bar that. with the Lucky, Lucky Charms marshmallows in there and uh, mm. kind of gave those gave those away at the grand open or the um the release of the Saturday morning this past year. Um and I've done other ones like uh, I did a coffee stout for another release. Um another brewery around here is called O'Connor's. They have um El Guapo, which is agave IPA. And so I you know I did a, a version of that using agave syrup instead of honey um to make a bar like that. So so yeah I've got the five main ones but then every once in a while I'll throw in a specialty bar or a collaboration bar with the brewery. Okay. okay. You ever thought about um, anything for the Black is Beautiful? I I really wanted to. Um, that was just a matter of 
it's again, you got to get the grains within that first couple hours. Right. And I didn't know who was brewing it and when kind of thing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But now I've circled back to say, next time you guys make this batch, make sure you let me know ahead of time right. so I can get some specifically from that batch. Cool. So does that, does that make a does that make a difference on what kind of bar you're going to make depending on like if it's a stout grain or if it's a, a pilsner grain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty much where the uh, distinction lies: either dark grains versus light grains. Um, and it's a lot easier to get light grains because, especially this time of year, they're not brewing a lot of stouts and porters. Um, so everything. Uh, I'll say that I will use light grain for all my flavors if I have to. If I have dark grains available, I will use that for the stout and for the Oktoberfest bars just because yeah, to kind of distinguish them just a little bit. It doesn't add too much to the flavor profile with the different grains. You might get a little bit different between the stout and the Pilsner, but mm-hmm. pretty much all the other ingredients kind of turn it into its own flavor. So, so let so me you ask you this. Uh, oh, go ahead, Ryan. I was about to say, so you mentioned you have like five flavors. What, are, what exactly are those flavors? Yep. So the original is uh, cranberry almond. Uh, it's okay. the IPA. Right. Um, yep. Second came up was the tropical IPA, which is coconut oil instead of butter, and then has dried mangoes in it. Um, <laughs> then we got the third is the chocolate cherry stout. So mm. cocoa powder, almonds, walnuts in there, dried cherries, uh, blueberry hefeweizen uh, was the Ooh. next one. So gluten free oats, sunflower seeds in that bad boy. And then uh, the Oktoberfest is the last one. Uh, no nuts in there, just seeds and the pumpkin spice. Man, that thing, mm, 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 boy. Yeah, I so I want to know, <laughs> what, what, what do you have left over that I can use to make build my business? <laughs> <laughs> like, you use the leftover grains. What do you have left over? I'm going to start football for your leftover product. <laughs> no, his product is like... Some, sometimes I have a bunch of uh, like leftover crumbles. You can take all the crumbles, bag them up as little granola crumbles, and sell them for oatmeal toppings. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 That's the idea right there. Solving problems. Um, I, feel like, I feel like that's what you need to do, Brian. Right. That's what he's doing. He's probably like, oh, wait, I just thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to give Brian a franchise offer. It's a yeah, so whole lot of people that be on this podcast that owe me money in their business right now. <laughs> um, now, being, being, I guess, the personal trainer back. Background. So, so it was like everything that you put in the um, the granola is that like all natural and, and and stuff like that. Yep, exactly. So, um, all natural ingredients. There's nothing in there that you can't uh, pronounce reading the ingredient label. Um, and you know, I don't I don't make them to try to uh, promote them as a, a health bar or um, anything extreme. Essentially, I'm just trying to make something that's. Uh, better than what you were eating for breakfast, better right. than what you were snacking on at the bar, um, and tastes good too. So it, it it is healthy. It's it's a it's a good thing to to eat. My kids eat it for breakfast too, but I don't try to make it an RX bar right. or um, whatever else these you know these kind of bars that really don't yeah. taste good, but they sell a lot because people think that they're really good for them, and really they're usually not that great. You right. know, right. so that's true. So my question is, uh, is, is yep. two part. Um, as you meant, how, how, um, what's the, without giving away any kind of trade secrets, what's kind of your process to make a granola bar using these malt from start to finish? That's part of, that's my first part of my question, like, you know, duration or time. And the second uh, part mm-hmm. of the question is, um, how would you, how should I say it? Well, answer the first question and I'll come and see what you come up with or tell me in that. First. Sure. 
Yeah, no. So it's uh, basically a, a few, about four hours to dry it out. You know, low low heat for a long time. You stir it up in between because you don't want to you don't want to burn it, but you know you know um, you can't let them sit there too long. So about right. four hours to get them dried out, um, and then the actual process to uh, to make it it's about an hour per batch, and I can get. 50 bars right now out of, out of a batch because I'm doing it in my home right now. Um, I was using a rental kitchen, but with COVID and I got two kids at home, I basically, I'm stuck at the house making all the bars in the house. So, um, about an hour to make a batch of 50, you know, from toasting the, uh, the oats and the nuts, uh, mixing the wet ingredients together and then mixing that all together, flattening them out, cutting up the bars. So it's about, you know, four hours to dry out the grains and another hour, hour and a half to uh, make and package the bars up. Okay. Then the second part, my second question is, this is more the business side of it. Um, Are you, are are you really, are you seeing kind of the profit margin that you want to be at for your, uh, for your business from what you actually put in it and manufacturing to where you are? Are you trying to uh, still simplify some of your processes so that you can uh, reach the profit margin that you want to be at. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm in a, a decent, decent place right now. Um, but with a lot of room to grow. So a lot of uh, ingredient costs can be reduced. Um, uh, packaging costs is a really high one that I'm looking to reduce um, in the future. Um, so, and then essentially if I, it comes down to at what point can I pass along my recipe to a contract manufacturer and have them make the bars and allow me to focus on getting more breweries on board, right, focus on the right. drain, the, the grain collection and drying out, uh, mm-hmm. focus on the marketing, that kind of stuff. And then somebody else is making the bars, shipping them out to all my, my customers. So that's kind of what I'm working on right now is getting to that point. Now, now question that I think people always, when they hear about, uh, it's made from, uh, beer grain. They were like, so is there alcohol in it? And can I give it to my kids? Um, yeah. I, what is that? What's that about? What's up with that? He said this kids eat them. Yeah. yeah. Kids eat them every morning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no alcohol. So it's just, it's, uh, it's part of the, I get the grains from the part of the process before hops are added. So there's no bitter beer flavor. They don't taste like beer. Um, it just not get into the yeast phase. So there's no alcohol content at all. Um, so yeah, we actually just got some, some new packaging where we kind of put that on there as bullet points to say, you know, this is a sustainable product, all natural, no alcohol, kids love them kind of thing. So, um, just letting people know that, you know, just because it's associated with beer, um, it's, you know, it's the good part of the beer that everybody can enjoy. Right. Right. Yeah. See, as a great interview. I knew the question. I knew the answer, but I have to ask the question. So he didn't answer. <laughs> yeah. no, no. Did he just call himself a great interviewer? Yeah. Yeah. So so I just got <laughs> giving yourself flowers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah, I see you, Rob. Packaging, Brian. It reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, say it. Say it. So the packaging kind of reminds me of uh, weed packaging. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, was it all good? It's all good. <laughs> all good, all good No, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you this. You made me think of something funny. Um, it was, it wasn't on purpose. It was just because they were the cheapest on Amazon to get. Okay. But uh, <laughs> since I order, since I order them on Amazon all the time, um, I got a suggestion from Amazon and for something I should be buying. And it's those stickers that you see on packages saying this contains THC uh, percentages, <laughs> blah blah blah. So it's like trying to recommend that. That's what I, you know. You buy. No, all we know what you're doing. Better. Yeah, we know what you're doing. You, you got to label your stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So uh, you never know that might so, be your next move for granola bars, man. It's a, it's a problem. Hey. Well, they do have they do have hemp, <laughs> they do have hemp joints. So yeah, it's, I was about to no, say it, yeah. 
it's it's coming. It's coming. Right. Okay. No, 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 I was just asking you because that's that's definitely been on my mind. Is okay. as soon as I can get a, get a chance of um, you know, I, I don't know if it'd be under the all good name. We'll see how that works out. But I don't see a reason why these things can't be made with a different kind of butter. You know. Right. Yeah. Is it a green check in Virginia or a red X in Virginia for these things? Uh, it, that would be red for now. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. VA is a Commonwealth man. They don't, they don't CBD, play down is, here. CBD is legal everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah CBD, yeah, no worries there. And I, I thought about that as well too. I just uh, haven't had time to kind of invest in that in that side of it. But um, yeah, I'm yeah. open to kind of all that all that stuff down the road for sure. Great, that's great. Mm-hmm. That'd right. be dope. Um, I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then we got any more questions? I won't want to hold them too long because I know we know we got to get going. Right. Kind of work. Oh um, yeah. Now you're good. My my wife just showed up to help me um uh, put, sell some bars here. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, does she, she help you with the packaging and stuff? And your kids? How old are your kids? Uh, four and six. Oh yeah, yeah so they taste testers. They definitely taste testers. <laughs> yeah, they definitely. Yeah, they do a lot of that. Right, you're uh, like, oh, yeah. oh, we gotta sell this to make money, guys. <laughs> <laughs> get out of the get out of the batch making process. How much is how big is your team yeah. right now? Is it just you and your wife, or do you have other employees? That's it. What's going on? Just, nah, okay. it's, it's just us. Um, I've got you know a couple of people that I consider my board of advisors essentially. So we'll meet weekly and kind of talk strategy and um, marketing, things like that. So they help me out with that. But as far as the making and shipping and everything else, it's all me. And then my wife helps with a lot of the packaging and um, some of the social media stuff too. She helps with now. So, so, so yeah, it's a you know family affair, but um, you know, I'm looking to hopefully hire her soon. All right. Cool. cool. So, so after, um, yep. I guess after this, uh, this COVID pandemic uh, situation. What, what is your? Uh, what did the? Uh, I guess the future of uh, all good craft look like. Good craft granola and bars look like. Yeah. Um. So it's. Uh, I think. It, I think it's a bright future. Honestly. Um. I think when COVID hit, it kind of put a monkey wrench in everything. Where breweries were shut down. All the farmers markets where I was selling was shut down. Uh, I couldn't do pop up events. I wasn't DJing anything. It was. It was just nothing going on essentially. And, um, but I kind of took a step back and said, let me take this time to kind of refocus my energy, make sure I got everything where it needs to be so that when things do open back up, I'll be good to go. And, um, so now with the, the recent publicity that I've been getting, um, and the farmer's markets opening back up, I mean, momentum has been going crazy. So I'm at the point now where, like I said, my next goal is to get with a contract manufacturer to have the bars made at scale um, and be able to, you know, sell them at retail locations all over the country. And I'm in the process now of talking to investment groups to hopefully raise that capital within the next three months to uh, make moves as soon as 2021 hits. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Let me... Like, have you did any research of any like other black-owned granola bar companies? Because you're the first one that I heard of, so that's why I'm asking. I've not found any other ones. I've only I found one other company that does um, granola bars from spent grain. They've been around for years, but they've never really expanded outside of the San Francisco market. So um, 
that's only people I know doing these kind of granola bars. But as far as uh, brothers doing it, nah. And I mean, it's he like the famous Amos of granola bars. <laughs> famous Amos. <laughs> yeah, you at you at the top of the, you at the top of the food chain for uh, for uh, uh, you know all all black owned uh, spent grain um, uh, um, granola bar company. So I think so. I think it'd have to be. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, congratulations just, to that. That's yeah, great. damn right. That, that's cheer. You get you get it that bro right sure. yeah, right for sure follow up question to that is what do you find like when you're at these farmer mark farmer market setups um you know whether it be um you know it's I, I would say maybe that's you know outside of just shipping things what would you say is your kind of your 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 high or your number one kind of convincing question or comment that people have around uh, crap granola, or what do you what do you find yourself kind of doing the most convincing about uh, crap granola to kind of get people to buy in to your product? Right, um, I'd say the biggest objections come from people that say I don't like beer or mm-hmm. I don't like granola, right. um, and you know. Sometimes it's a matter of giving, give, just giving out a free sample every once in a while and saying, I, I trust that once you try these, you'll like it. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's, that's most of the convincing is, you know, one, does it have alcohol in it? And I have to tell them, you know, of course it does not. Um, does it taste like beer? And again, you're like, I don't like beer. I'm not going to like this. And I'm like, well, it, it doesn't taste like beer. The idea is just to try to get people, um, one, people that are into craft beer to try granola bars or people that eat granola bars, maybe to learn something about craft beer. Um, and, and so that's kind of the, the idea behind it. But, um, but yeah, so once I can convince them that it's something worth trying, at least they'll try it and they, they usually end up liking it. And I tell a lot of people, it's like, you can tell me, you can tell me you don't like granola or you don't like beer, but I converted my mom and my stepdad who are the furthest from granola or beer people you could ever imagine. And if they like it, they're literally fighting over my bars now. And if they like it, then I know I can convert pretty much anybody else. So that's a good litmus test to have your family that don't like. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I have a, uh, I have a question for you, Brian. We always ask, uh, since it's a a beer podcast, what's your, uh, what was the, what beer got you into loving beer and what's your current uh, beer that you're into now? I saw you with the stout earlier, but that was, I don't know if that's because you were at the brewery or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Oh man. Uh, I guess if I had to think about it, I'd go back to Newcastle um, just because it was different. I mean, I grew up in the Bud, Budweiser, Metalite, um, just, you know, Lager beers that everybody mm-hmm. else drank like that yeah. brown um, in high school like and in college. Ale. But when that brown ale came through, I was like, "Man, it's like it's like a dessert a little bit. It's like <laughs> just, it's just different. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't have that funky that funky lager aftertaste that right. you know a lot of the, those things have." And it's like um, that put me on the path of um, just trying to expand my horizons as far as beer goes. So um, I know Newcastle's not really a you know a craft brewery at this point, no, but that's a know, good answer. Compared, that's a good answer. You're, yeah, you're whatever you whatever you answer is the good answer. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. That's an open ended answer question. And what are yeah. what are you what are you currently is is it still Newcastle is your favorite beer? What's your favorite beer now? Um, I'm I'm a dark beer guy in general. Um, 
my boys, my, my homebrew buddies kind of put me on to IPAs. I uh, got, you know, cool with that. I'm still not cool with sours yet trying to get there, but, uh, yeah, give me a dark, give me a dark beer, man, stouts, porters, um, brown ale. So there's a, um, a brewery in Richmond, Virginia called legend and they make a brown ale. Um, so legend Brown, give me that all day. Um, give me, Oktoberfest beers. I like a lot of fest beers. So yeah, just, okay. just give me You're some, your give me some flavor behind it. Man. Give yeah. me some, some malt. I stopped. Yeah. Through, I, I, got I stopped you. Legend on the way back from uh, Williamsburg uh, about three weeks ago and grabbed some. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. Oldest, nice. oldest brewery in, in, uh, in Virginia, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Oldest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were one of the first. Yeah, they were the first ones to really be just be doing it, man. They didn't care about nothing else, and somehow their their little brown ale made it all the way down to the beach and all the way across the country. Now, nice, uh, that's dope. I was curious about something you yep. had said earlier about um, like some brewers like, nah, you can't have our grain. Was it was it a legitimate reason, or they just <laughs> going to use it for themselves? Stonewall, Stonewall. Now nah, to... I was thinking because of the farms. I was thinking because they already mm-hmm. had agreements with man, the farms. Yo, yo, yeah. I'm thinking now I'm thinking because he's black. Yeah, I wasn't gonna call him out, you know. Oh, you're not gonna say him by name. You ain't gotta name him. I was just curious about what was the reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now nah, I, I know for so for one, there's one really big brewery that I've, I've been trying to get with for months because they're literally within walking distance of my house. So I'm like, man, if I could just get with y'all, I can get grains every day, no problem. But um, but they're really they're a really big brewery. And they said they have a system where they their grains go straight from um, the mast tin to out the door, basically. So they don't ever even touch the spent grain. So he was like, yeah, you could grab some, but it'll be stuff that's been sitting there for a couple of days kind of thing. So I was like, no, I can't do that. Um, so that was one person. Another group um, was it was really early on. So I had, didn't have much traction behind me. They probably didn't know what to think of me anyway and just kind of said, you know, come back again some other time but there's never really really been a straight up no you can't have them it was either we got somebody else that gets them now or we don't have uh, access to the grains kind of thing so okay what is what is your grain pickup yeah. process what's the process of actually picking them up from a brewery <laughs> yes it seems like it's a it seems like it's a couple hundred is it a couple hundred pounds it seems like it's heavy oh, now here's where it gets crazy. You can't after. put that in your, in, your, in your hatchback, can you? <laughs> nope, not, here, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pickup truck. Yeah, nah. So is that big enough? So pickup truck. I, I, I no. I walk. I walk out of there with a five-gallon bucket of grains. That's it. So so they still have hundreds of pounds left okay. it's only because I, because i'm in my home kitchen i right. can only dry out so much at a time gotcha, so gotcha, only, gotcha. but that's but and that's what i try to tell you know, the investment group i'm talking to is i'm only walking away with five gallons at a time if i can right. walk away with a hundred gallons right yeah and get it dried out and be right. able to like just right. i mean it, the, there's an infinite supply you know what i mean how much is that five so, gallons um, producing um and i could make uh <laughs> 500 to 1,000 bars from okay, that. Well, that's, that's, yeah, we need to scale you up. Can I interview Brian? Can I interview? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, think, I think Bruce and Banner is about to be, uh, you about to have a North connector. Yeah, that's what you need. So go ahead, send me those recipes. We're going to talk to our spent grain uh, brewers in the local area. 
We're gonna get yeah. you five gallons, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no. Over here, Lou, you got a, a, a customer service manager. You got a whole team, right? Yeah, yeah we straight. <laughs> <laughs> straight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, any, any help you need, bro. No, it it doesn't take it, it don't take much. Like I could get all the grains I need from one or two breweries. Yeah, so right. it, it gets to a point where it's to the breweries advantage to work with me right. to say I'm an all good I'm an all good brewer or all good brewery kind of thing. Um so you yeah, but start um, putting stickers in their window, like grade A and then all yeah, but I'm about to hit you up. We about to talk on this. So we got to go offline. I already, I already, I already DM'd them. <laughs> he already also, DM'd um, them. He could also do some licensing as well. Yeah, let's and, do it. He could do some licensing as well in terms of like maybe they wanted to sell, sell their, their 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 brewery brand type of thing. Like, yo, this is yeah. high all grain, but it's yep. like whatever, whatever breweries. Uh, and right. Like if they wanted to really have their in-house product in, in terms of that way as well. I, I mean, that's that's pretty dope. Like, all that. I mean, I, yeah. I like granola, so when I saw it, uh, shout out yeah. to um, Black, Black Beer Chick for even uh, posting that. I think she had posted about it, so I was like, yo, I need to find out about this. So shout out to her uh, for posting about all, all, all good. strong. Um, yeah. And find out about it, and so I had to go and order some, and I did, and they're delicious. I've had a uh, few of them. Brian, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he, Brian, he ain't give me mine yet. I'm hoping that he don't eat mine. He ain't give me mine yet, Brian. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm gonna have. To Where did the? Uh, Oops, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, go ahead. Where did the name come from? Where did you get your name? How did you come up with all? Just about the name. Yeah. Do you like MC Hammer? Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, the name "All Good Man" is is a hundred percent me. Like I say that so much. I say that phrase. Um, it's, it's part of my personality, um, where regardless of what's going on, we'll figure out a way to get through it. It's all good. Don't sweat it. Like all good. So just trying to say that, you know, it, it's, it's good for you. Tastes good and good for the environment too. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's all good. It's all good. All right. Is there any more questions before we, uh, well, 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 actually, no. Before, um, before we do, we always like to know where people can find about all good and and stuff like that. So, where how can people get the product yeah. if they're not in um, Virginia Beach? Absolutely, yeah. We ship uh, we ship all over the country. Military APO addresses as well. Um, nice. Just go to allgoodgranolabars.com. dot com. Yep, allgoodgranolabars.com. dot com. You can check us out on Instagram, allgoodgranola. On Facebook, it's All Good Bars. Somehow All Good Granola was taken when I went to Facebook, but whatever. I don't know who that is, and <laughs> nobody else does either. But, um, but yeah. Um, I'm sure that probably has a different connotation. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I ship all over the country, and um, and I'll say, you know, if anybody it, it listens to the show and, and wants to order on the website, use the code um, All Good Fam. All good, F A M, and everybody will get twenty percent off. Just welcoming you to the All Good Family. Nice, you heard it, you heard it. All good, all good, team. Well, now I got, now I got re up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got you. I got re up my stash. I got you. Yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get yeah, man. Right now, today. Yeah. <laughs> Like um, those, those bars, <laughs> that's something else, man. That's that's some good shit you got going on there. Yo, Rob, I think I appreciate up, it, man. Top of the dome, I think we should uh, have Brian back when he's maybe not on location. I think that maybe even our guests, our followers, 
could um, learn a bit more um, about Brian's um, business and, and we should uh, support it. You know, we should support it. So I think we should have you back on, man, when we, uh, whenever you're just so well fixed. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, nah, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all are awesome, man. I would 100% be down for that. Um, again, my apologies for the, the connection issues, but right, yeah, if I no can get worries. the Wi Fi straight. I got I got my beers in front of me. I can match y'all beer for beer kind of thing. Like, oh, okay. you really chop it up, then? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, we want to thank again, yeah. um, Brian Daniels of All Good Craft Granola and Bars. I was about to say beer for some reason. I don't know why, but bars. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Hey, yeah, hey thank you guys. I appreciate y'all. And yeah, um, I'm glad to come on again. Or if y'all want to talk offline, man, I'm, I'm in the process of doing exactly what y'all talk about. I got to connect in, in Brooklyn right now that's trying to hook me up. So right. I'm trying to spread out and y'all, y'all got the connections I need too. So let's, let's make yeah. it happen. All right. yeah, that was good. We'll help you Absolutely. Thank you for coming Word on up. and uh, blessing us with the, the business and telling us all about it. And make sure everybody pick up. Some all good granola. I've had some. Some of the brew members have had some and it's yes. definitely delicious. Uh, so Get up, nice. order some more. Yeah, absolutely. And he, you heard the promo code. So, uh, our listeners, we look out for our listeners. So now you get 20% off if you listen yeah. and want right. to try some. <laughs> is that a one time code, mine, or is that an every time code? Hey, I, hey, I'm still trying to figure out how to make it one time. So, hey, jump in while you can. <laughs> keep, keep clicking. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, once, once again, we want to thank nice. you for coming on. Um, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Get you back to make it up because I heard somebody trying to get all the granola, so we want to make sure you get back and see some of them sales. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead yeah, and man, keep, slang, keep slanging them bars. Right. Slanging them bars. <laughs> I, I like I like All day. <laughs> I like the website. Uh, I love it. I'm there now. Right. Thank you. Dope. Dope. Um, so so thanks again. Nice. <laughs> we will talk yeah, to you later. I appreciate sure. you guys, man. Cheers, uh-huh. man. Uh-huh. Sounds good. Talk soon. Cheers. Uh, my cheers. All right. Thanks, Brian Daniels, for coming through on the podcast. Yep. Um, it was definitely, um, definitely uh, encourage everybody to to check it out if you um, are listening. Uh, get you some at. Um, www.allgoodgranolabars.com um top top is not selling records like they thought he would oh he's not no that shit is he might as well just go ahead and wash that up I mean I think the videos are doing well I think that's what they ain't that what they count yeah but see that's the thing they they the video, the clicks are doing well. Like people are clicking on the shit, but ain't nobody listening to his music. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, but he also had to use like he had used Black China in one video, Nicki Minaj in the other video. Yeah. So, it was but like, now, now I think everybody caught on now, and it's like it's funny because I uh, he reached out to Gilly and uh, yeah, Gilly to do an interview. That thing right online too. Both of them niggas is like, nah, we don't fuck with that type of energy. Well, nah, and he then, already knew that because Joe be t- was talking about it before he got. Yo, and then the crazy part, the reason why he wanted to reach out was to snitch on other motherfuckers. Uh, uh, to snitch again, basically. <laughs> to, 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 tell, to basically tell everybody who 
was working with him behind the scenes that didn't want to show that they was working with him in front of in front of people. Mm. And so I'm like, you telling again, nigga, you just yeah, you got a bad habit. You need to just sit your ass down. Nigga call, should be called the newspaper. Right. So why yeah, cause why would you want to tell if people trying to help you on behind the scenes, why are you gonna blast them on You gonna blast them and then you try to get like niggas that ain't with, with your movement, you try to get next to them to have them put it on their platform. Like right. that was that's some crazy shit. I think the dude needs help. Mm. Hopefully he gets it. All right. No um, snitching help. What else is going on? Um, uh, I guess something has happened in the uh, Breonna Taylor case. It is going to a grand jury. Uh, hopefully um, we'll see something out um, with going with that. Um, so since it is going to a grand jury, so people can decide. Hopefully it is a diverse grand jury. Um, right. And see if we can uh, at least make, get the arrest that um, people are, are talking about because – I mean, I started watching some of that special, and and that is crazy. Like, the, it's I think crazy. it's the New York it's, Times special. I think it is. Yeah, on, it is. On it's Hulu. New York Times. I think, like, yo, for real, it's dead. Like, you gotta arrest him. Arrest him. Like, it's just crazy. Like, even listening to my man, like the nine one one call he made. He made after, right. Like, you so you didn't identify yourself at all, right? Not, Why not did y'all call nine one one? Right. Like y'all got a y'all got to speak nine one on speed dial. Right. Why didn't you just call them right as soon as shots were fired? All right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, that's, that's nuts. So hopefully um, uh, that comes to I, a, uh, a resol- resolved. I saw in uh, it was a, a video that the surface out of what is it Clayton County Sheriff's mm-hmm. some in Georgia right. that they done beat this dude up like. Oh, for the lift, on the lift, joint. for the lift, yo, yeah. And you was in the, like, he was a passenger. Yeah, I saw that. It was crazy. Yeah. Took him out, and they're talking about he bit me, motherfucker. What the hell? What do you mean he bit you? Like these people, these these cops is crazy. Yeah, I but that. I know what uh, the uh, the uh, Clayton County Police Department hurry up and said, oh, they weren't part of us. They were with the sheriff's office. They were it wasn't me. <laughs> put that tweet out quick as a motherfucker. Like, oh yeah, that video surface wasn't was it? Wasn't, uh, that was hard. <laughs> because that shit is dumb. Like, if I'm in a lift and their light is out, why are you asking the passenger for their right. license? If he got his license, then give him his ticket That's and let real. me get to my destination. What you right. you question right. me for? I'm, I'm just Yo, I'm a then, client. Like, as soon as no. I prove that I'm a lift, I'm a lift passenger. You don't need my. No. Don't and then the crazy part is that sometimes people that it's a just, lot of people don't have cars, so right. licenses or I, that's life. Right. <laughs> right, that's the whole purpose. But that's the that's the thing. It's just like yo, you don't do what I say as a cop. I can do whatever I want to you. That's right. not yeah. how it works. Like I don't yeah. have to. I don't have to comply if I'm in the back seat of a lift. Like right. I don't. Like you don't want me. You stopped him for speeding. Go ahead and give him his ticket. Stop him for speeding. Stop him for a light. Whatever the case is. I'm about, like, and I'm about to give him one star because he was speeding, and I'm late now because he had to deal with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't give the cops one star. Like that shit don't even matter. Yeah. Because they give one stars a lot. This shit is crazy. Yeah. This shit is just wild. Uh-huh. What else is uh, terrible? What else is going? On? Oh, I watched the. Uh, well, I started watching the uh, the uh, the show on Hulu called Woke. Uh, anybody else watch? I was great. Start watching that. What's that about? I heard it. I heard it was coming it's about out. A uh, cartoonist. It's based on a uh, based loosely based on a, a true story by I think his name actually name is Keith, uh, but he was a cartoonist that got uh, assaulted by the police, and it changed. Like he was into, he was a cartoonist, but he had like light and airy, just <laughs> type cartoons. 
But um, after that encounter, like he said, he had never encountered something like that, and it changed his whole perspective on uh, on life and in general and just um, race relations and stuff like that. So it really started messing with him, messing with him mentally. Where he started, I mean, in this particular uh, show, he started seeing things, talking to him like inanimate objects. Start talking to him like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing?" Type of thing. It, and it's voiced by a lot of um, familiar it's a, voices. It's a cartoon the whole way. It's a cartoon. No, it's not a cartoon at it's all. It's not a cartoon though. It's not okay. a cartoon at all, but it's the um, uh, I forget his, I forget the brother's name, and it's hard because he was on um, the dude from from uh, the, the new guy, girl. the new girl. Yeah, he was on the yeah. new girl. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The black, only, the only black, black dude on on uh, the black from New yeah. Girl. Well, he wasn't the yeah. only. He wasn't the only <laughs> one because yeah, because yeah, David Wayne Jr. was in and out. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. That's four right. to five seasons, he was on there. Well, because he was originally he was really supposed to be that character. He was supposed to really originally be in the show, but he was first position on Happily Ever After, Happy or whatever, whatever that oh, was. Okay. Happened. Whatever that show was, yeah, on ABC. Happy so they had Happy uh, were both two good shows, right? So oh, he had no. to he had to leave, and they replaced him with Winston. So I'm sure, well, Winston was the character there. And then, right. and then Happy Endings got canceled early, so right. he came back. Right. <laughs> he yeah. came back. Right, he was co- he was coach on the uh, on. Uh, what's and I never think on the actual show he never coached anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I think they said why they called him coach, and I don't think yeah, it, was, it had nothing to do with actually coaching. <laughs> um. Uh, what else is going on in Pop Tops? I think that's all I had on Pop Tops. I didn't get a chance to re- watch the uh, Pop Tops. The, the U.S. Open, too. Um, oh, no. Emily Oka, o- Osaka, yeah. Osaka, won, Osaka the, uh, won, yeah. won the, her third Grand Slam, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Second, second U.S. Open. And every uh, every match, she wore a different mask with a, yeah. a police murdered or a police assassinated black person. Right. Yeah. She really was speaking a message. And, I mean, even, even after she gave her... Post win interview was that very was good, was insightful, and she just tried yeah. to uh, just one of the interviews. Her uh, one of the interviews asked her what she was, what her purpose of doing that for, and she asked him back. She's like, "What did you feel about it? Like you answer that question. That's right. I'm doing it so that people like you can answer the question. So I, she's she's dope. Yeah, she's, she's, really sure, she's, so, she's so nice. She reminds me of like a tennis version of Janet Jackson. You ever interview, I mean, I, you're an interview <laughs> with Janet Jackson and she's so meek. And you're like, oh, she's not. She can't, <laughs> she can't sing. And then she get on the stage and just rip it. Like Naomi is a killer on the court, man. She was down 6-1 and down two sets in the second and ended up winning the whole thing. Right. Like yeah, that's dope. people don't come back from a, a deficit that big. So, but shouts out to her. Yeah, I, I um I um didn't realize that she uh messed with homeboy. What's the name? I seen him in YBN Corday. Yeah, Corday. Yeah, I'm like, that's crazy. and I'm like, but that's a good match, though. They that's a good match. They, I, they, I like that. They both good at their job. And they yeah. quiet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, quiet, but like says says a lot with what they do. Right. Like, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I like that. Yeah, that definitely was, was interesting seeing that matchup. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? 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 Court. It's, isn't, isn't it COVID? <laughs> like, oh, that's his. That's her boo. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, good. Cool, cool match. Cool match. Yeah, I'll yeah. let like that one pass. I approve. <laughs> what else? Oh, this past Friday was the uh, the 19th anniversary of 9 11. Well, I don't know. It's the anniversary. Remembrance, it's not anniversary. You don't celebrate. I mean, anniversary is normally like celebration. So I guess remembrance yeah. of yeah. Um, 9-11 it is. Uh, I just heard this. Is this? Did, did anybody else hear this? That it's supposed to be a day of service. No, I, I, like I, they said, it's supposed to be like in the vein of a Martin Luther King Day. Like you're supposed to volunteer and just help help your fellow American. I mean, so I mean, they, they some people. I mean, people. Some people do call it Patriot Day, so it kind of makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but uh, I mean, it, 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 I mean, I guess now it's kind of still kind of hard because it is still COVID out here. I'll say, um, anybody over twenty five, you got a memory about nine eleven, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, uh, yeah, because I, I I know uh, some people I went to college with lost um, some family members. Yeah, uh, in those uh, in the towers. Um, so that, that is crazy. It's crazy that it's also, it's crazy that it have ever happened, but it's also crazy that it's been nineteen, 19 years. years. Right? Like, wow. I would, every every time that every time it comes up, I'm like, I remember exactly where I was at when this happened. Yeah, that was a tough two weeks too, man. Aaliyah passed away like two weeks before yeah. that. Right. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad though that they stopped doing because I think MSNBC used to do it every year. Play. What's that? It used to play the the, the, oh, the plane crashing. Yeah, yeah. They used to play jumping out the window and shit. Go look for that your own on your own, like right. But they used to play the whole. They used to play the Good Morning. I think it was no Today Show. They used to play the yeah the, the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. The whole little second. yeah. Like uh, when, it was, when it was happening, like live. I was right. like, I do not need to see this every year. I think two years ago, I think they stopped doing it because they had played it consistently. Seventeen every, years ago, or something like that. It might have been low. It might have been low later. Even if it was ten. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, because it, it was so, like, it's even people that didn't lose people, it's, it's traumatic for the whole country. Like I said, if you're like 25, 26, and you were able to remember it, it's it's still traumatic for me. Yeah. Right. Like, I still remember, I remember exactly where I was. I was at I, I remember Morgan. that whole day. I remember the whole day. Right, I remember too. that whole day. Because I, mm, I remember we were, I was at work at JP Morgan. And, it was like, and this lady, I, I still remember her. She was a tall uh, lady with a bit like a, uh, she was an older woman, but she had like a old, uh, like a mullet type hairstyle. She said a, cl- a, a plane crashed into the uh, the World Trade Center and the Twin Towers, and I was thinking, uh, pi- uh, like a little plane. It was an right, accident, yeah. something accident. like that. Yeah, and then, and then it all changed, and then like I think we got let off of work of, like a little couple of hours later because then it showed on like all our TVs across the yeah. across the campus. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, within like twenty minutes, they was like, I remember the news saying this is a freak accident. This could never happen. Like the chance right. of a plane hitting the tower, like I guess it's so hard for the pilot to do this. It was definitely not on purpose. This is a freak accident. And then thirty the minutes, later, they yeah. were like, oh, this is not yeah. a freak accident. Run for your lives. Right. And that's when you started hearing about everything else happening too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's crazy. crazy. It was off. Uh, they were they were rioting in Philly. They was a, at the Ritz on like broad. What's that? Broad and Chestnut. It was a fire. Like people were setting fires out. It was. Yeah, it Philly was, was crazy that day. It was Philly a crazy, was crazy time. Um, yeah. What else is going? On? I think that's all. It's I a have. crazy time right now. What you talking about? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy time, but for a different reason. I mean. Um, I, guess, I guess to just as a something not really to highlight, but to uh, shed light on um, this happening right here where we live is Delaware. Uh, Wilmington and children are dying senselessly. Um, three people, I think, were total murdered in the last week, which mm-hmm. were teenage kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, this COVID is a, a really impacting the urban communities. These kids don't have outlets. They don't, they're not in school. So I imagine that, you know, these young inner city kids are, you know, these funks or these beefs are, are festering and because they're close together um, and there's nobody may, maybe there to, this is my own analogy to like maybe diffuse it before it escalates. Maybe parents aren't around or having to work or whatever, but to the point where, uh, one kid is murdered. Um, I saw a post from um, uh, a you know a family member who said that they mentored these uh, teenage boys. 
Um, and one died and was buried uh, a week ago. Then the, the, the boy that actually was saying that he buried his friend was murdered last night. And then the, the other cousin was also fearing for his life last night. So uh, a family member who mentors them went and found him because he felt like that he was next. Uh, so just crazy times. Um, and anyway, like in terms of maybe, uh, maybe it kind of pricked me to maybe use myself as some type of acts of service. Um, I'm going to be looking into maybe some type of like big brother or something that organization that maybe I can, um, maybe partner with or reach out to, uh, JJ street to see maybe if there's any support that I could be to, uh, the group or organization that he's already a part of to try uh, to mentor some of these um, young, young, young men um, that are, I think that are really kind of really the, 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 at the head of a lot of these, these crimes, they, they go to guns. It's no more fist fighting. It's, it's, it's out of control. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's something yeah. It, it is, it is crazy. And I think some of it, a lot of, I mean, I think this is like one of the, uh, the most dangerous um, periods of time since 2004, like four, four years or something like that. It was going down yeah. in these last, this is, I think it's going on, on be the dangerous uh, year on record, I believe, or something to that effect. So, do they mean, still I, not have a hem- homicide unit in Wilmington? I, uh, I don't know if they do. I, I think they were working on it. I don't know if it actually. Yeah, that's something I heard they were working on, but it never came. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if anything came to fruition. But it's so many, and then, it's so many then different it's, pockets in Wilmington. Yeah, like, you walk one block is. over, and you're like, yo, this is so nice. Right. And then two blocks the other way, you're just like, oh my God, like, what kind right. of shit? In, yeah, right. like, this is Beirut. So and it, for us to have so much history, one things that we, you know, are are proud to actually say, you know, first state, uh, you know, we uh, there's a lot of wealth here. You know, there's so many things that we wealth in Wilmington. Yeah, there's a lot of wealth there, and then for that to be the the you know the the case that you hear, you know, things like you know the fact that there's no homicide unit, you know. It's, it's one thing to have a statistic to say, like, uh, like, for example, there's, I think, Marin County in, like, California, like, their homicide rate is, like, it's super, super low. It's, like, three a year or something like that. But, but as in 2020, to not know whether or not we have a homicide unit as a first state, that, that's, that's, that's freaking ridiculous. Yeah, our per capita, our per capita of murders is comparable to, like, Los Angeles and New York right. City. Philadelphia, like we major city type gun violence. It's oh, they, they were going. I don't make know a, if they were going to make a show in. called Murder Town, right? Yeah. I and I wonder. I, wonder I, I can't. I can't say that. And I don't want to blame this on any transplants. But De- Delaware is Delaware itself has a lot of transplants. You know, people who are like, "Hey, I'm leaving violence because I left New York," um, and they come to Delaware, or I left this place and I come here, um, but. And in, in, in all actuality, I'm not saying that to say that that's part of it, but I think that that has a part to do with, you know, maybe some of these um, these kind of inner city like beefs or conflicts that are like, you know, people too concerned with you're not from exactly where I'm from. You're not from where I originated. So I ne- I naturally have to have a problem with you. That, yeah, I mean, that's always been uh, yeah. That's yeah, that's, it's like, that's a, that's dumb because you don't thing since I've been uh, since we've been yeah. Because really, really, y'all niggas on them streets at all. Like yeah, like that's a mentality that has to be erased. It has to be changed because yeah. you're not where I'm from. I need to hate you. 
That's what we're saying. That's what we're actually saying as blacks that whites have done to us and we're doing right. it to each other. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like it's like his version of climate change. It's blacks again. <laughs> it's like his version yeah, of climate change. It said blacks. Hey, guys, <laughs> blacks did not come from Blue Banner Podcast. Blacks came from <laughs> Devin Aaron the Great only. Again. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, uh, black people uh, in general, we, well, I mean, everybody mean has to be better. We have to do better. <laughs> Uh, policing has to be better. Um, we just oh we got we got to leave more with love. I think that's the, the, the thing. People got we got to love each other. Uh, our fellow man, woman, trans. Uh, man, that's gender, easier said than none. It shouldn't be though. It should, I mean, it's easier to uh, it's easier to, to love than hate. It's hate takes yeah. a lot of energy. Uh, stress on the body. I mean, right. it just and, and to your point, Rob is like it's because these these some of these homes or these environments are not filled with love. These folks don't know what it's like to lead with compassion. They're not seeing it on a regular day basis. So therefore their alternative is go to what I know, be hard, be cruel, be, you know, put on this facade that I don't hurt. I don't have emotions or I don't show my emotions in this way. And that's what leads to these issues. So. I, mean, I, I get it. It's definitely a systemic um, issue that right. has has to start um, a lot of places. There's a lot of um, forces that are working against uh, our youth, um, but we got to try to chip away uh, as best as uh, anyone can. I mean, I, there's a lot of things that has to be done in terms of uh, community funding, uh, education, but there's also more about um, just having respect for one another as well. Um, and just... Um, Cause I know people always try to say, well, you got to take some accountability. I mean, there's always some accountability where you have to have to say as well, I want to do better as well, but you have to also have the resources to, to, Absolutely. Uh, to, get, get them uh, to do yeah. better. Like, so, so, right. so once I said, I want to do better, how I need a roadmap of how to right. do better. Right. Um, Absolutely. So we got, so every, uh, everybody has to do their part and, um, find, um, giving people that roadmap, uh, right. to, to help them, uh, to do better because I mean, there's people that want to do better, but they don't, they don't know where first place to start. Um, but like they say, it's, it's easier to uh, smile than frown, so we gotta uh, push, uh, push forward. Um, and that just, is a fact. And you know what the sad part is like, Dev said he want to do, do his part, like maybe like a big brother thing or something like that. But the kids that need that aren't the ones that, you, that you're going to be dealing with, right? Yeah. Dev. Because they're not going to go to those programs. You yeah. is they're not going to yeah. go to those programs. They're not going to uh, feel like that they fit or right. fit there. They're yeah. but you still you still do it. You, you still, still do it, do it. Yeah. by proxy. Like yeah. say say it's like a sixteen year old kid that don't want to do it, but he got a twelve or eleven year old brother that is in it, it. and yeah. he may come be like, "Oh, Mr. Devin is so good, Mr. Devin, Mr. Devin," and even though the sixteen year old ain't looking at Devin. Or ain't seeing him or not being around him, he hearing it and it's like, oh, that's right. another black man that's looking out for my little brother. It's yeah. another black man that's actually doing something good rather than what I'm actually actually seeing. Black man, right? Uh, yeah, nice. it's another. Uh, it's a it's a nonprofit organization that I actually bought my um, first house in Wilmington from called the Challenge Program. They um they uh, actually um are they 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 deal with at risk youth and teaching them trades. Uh, from carpentry, electric, electrical, uh, construction, those kinds of things. It's those kinds of programs. Like everybody thinks he's going to graduate from college and go to graduate from high school and go to college or graduate from high school and go to in our in our areas, like go to banking, go to customer service, go to uh, fast food. Right. Right. 
there's like three things, including Kyle's that you that they have an option, but it is trades, plumbing and carpentry and things that they can do that you don't need a college degree, you just need certification. There's and a, my, there's just a lot so, of plumbers and electricians out here that are millionaires. So just more money than all of us. Um, make more money than all of our college degrees. One Jeez. one thing that um Adrian and I talk about a lot, um, and, and I think that we that I'm actually helping her with, and if anyone wants to jump on board and help is she has obviously 12th graders that she talks to and impacts daily. Um, she's, she always mentions to me that it's very much easier to get and steer her girls to push forward to college and to push forward to kind of what their next steps should be after high school. But where she struggles or her challenges most is are still the boys um, in term, terms of what are they going to do next. Uh, and so what I suggested to her, uh, something that we do in corporate America is to have some of these like lunch and learns, um, some of these lunch, lunch and learns like to have, you know, young, successful black men like ourselves come in and talk about our stories, where we came from. Um, you know, for some reason, some of them are like super fascinated. Oh, oh, Mr. Mrs. Martin, yes, husband is from Chester. Chester is just a place that I happen to be born, but I didn't let that place kind of create my, uh, determine my future, right? So a lot of them need to see that there's people that come from these small towns or inner cities that actually made it out. Um, so other men, recruiting other men and sharing their stories of how they uh, set off on a different trajectory that maybe was um, not really destined for them, but at least was kind of maybe in their path and they changed that um, could help. So if anyone wants to take part in that, um, let me know and I can set you up with Adrian to maybe come on and do more of like a, uh, of a, of a kind of lunch and learn or like a, an opportunity to share kind of your background all for right. the voice. All right. Um, all right. Well, before we, uh, wrap up yeah. here, I always need to know, uh, where people can find you. So Lou, where can they find you? For all your beer needs, you can find me at Lou Belgium. I'm on them Instagram. <laughs> I hate uh, this nigga so much. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, yo. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Real Two Yoda or on Instagram and Facebook at Delaware on Grind. And Dev? Oh, awesome. Dev Devin Aaron, you can find him on Instagram at <laughs> Devin Aaron. Or <laughs> <laughs> great ask about me. Him. <laughs> ask about him or ask about you. You <laughs> ask about him and the rest of the blacks. <laughs> all the blacks is on my page. Ask about. Uh, ask about it. And you can I need all black <laughs> All the blacks to follow. Robert, find you in uh, this podcast. This great podcast that we do. Yeah, you can find Bruising Banter Podcast at Bruising Banter Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can check us out and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, even Spotify, Pandora. Uh, for sure, you can find me if you want to follow my personal pages. Rob G <laughs> underscore BBP. It's oh, all oh, BBP. Oh, oh, Y'all know it better than I do. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. BBP. Just follow Bruce and Banter. Rob don't need followers. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't post nothing over there anymore. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add. What? What? Uh, what? What? Uh, what's his name? Will had all those different labels and stuff. At the name. I'm, all his credentials. Yeah. All his credentials. I'm adding to the end of mine. Devin Aaron underscore the underscore great. BP. 
Maybe I should maybe I should put uh it in my uh, in my name. Yeah, yeah, man. There you um, go. So, yeah. That way you can just read it. Right, there you go. Uh, I want to thank again uh Brian Daniels of All Good Craft Granola yeah. and Bars for coming through and talking with us. Um hopefully we'll get them back um sometime later in the future. Sometime later in the future. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime later in the future. Uh, that will be in the future. If it's later. Is that anything in the past now? <laughs> Are we like present? Uh, yeah. If, if this was a uh, tenant, you would not know what it is. <laughs> Did anybody see that? That's yeah. a pop top. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we saw it yesterday. Um, How was it? It's. De- I, mean, I liked it, but it's definitely, if you know Christopher Nolan, you know it is a cerebral Action mm. film, so you can't you can't look at your phone, you right. can't be daydreaming, you can't go to sleep. You, you gotta focus. It's Usual Suspects, Sixth Sense type of. Well, it's, inse- it's Inception, so yeah. it's like it's like a okay. sequel to Inception. So you have to oh, be like, I didn't even know that. Yeah, you gotta okay. be like, yo, I gotta gotta pay attention because <laughs> there's a yeah, lot of dialogue, but there's also a lot of action. But a lot of the dialogue t- kind of guides you through yeah. uh, mm-hmm. what is actually going on because there's a lot. Of uh, PhD physics shit that you gotta be quantum physics uh, to be on, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed. You gotta it. be smart to watch that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> education. It, it, def- it definitely is a uh, a thinking action film, a thinking mm-hmm. person's action film for sure. Um, so you just can't go in there for the, the. I mean, you can go in there for explosion because it is crazy how they make how things go back and forth. Huh? That's a big question. How many people's in that theater? Oh well, it was a private screening. Oh, that's <laughs> what so they do. Private screenings. Do private screenings. Yeah. So I was like fourteen so people. Huh? How you get all this? I'm interested. Well, we ain't even in the group. He ain't in the text. So, oh uh, yeah, you gotta. I'm about to add him. Gotta ask about us. <laughs> we'll uh, let you know I, when the next. Yeah. I'm I'm not not we have a, 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 a oh, I guess you should say uh, Rob should be saying this, but uh, Rob has an organizer. Uh, by, yeah, my, my wife organizes uh, private. She's an organizer. I've known her longer than all of y'all. What's, okay, okay. Uh, well, then, then, man, then you're not, not in. to her, but you're not in, and you're not in. Yeah, I'm not okay. noticed that. That's why. That's why the beef is coming from. That's yeah. right. How, how have you known her longer than everyone? Turn your frown upside down and just listen. I'm not. <laughs> nope, not going to do that. I'm gonna give you the corporate term. We'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna take, take this offline for sure. Yeah, take your personal issues <laughs> on, offline. Um, Everybody have a good week, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. I'll get these beers to you guys this week too. Sorry about yeah, that. Right. And uh, before, until next time, as I say, <laughs> if they don't know, tell a few about the crew. <laughs> yeah, I just started saying that. I know, you know, you talk about as I always say, it's just starting today. <laughs> All right, tell a few about the crew. All right, peace. Bye. All right, peace. <laughs>